To Unplugged, the Mill Usman podcast, your stable for authentic information and unbridled fun. And now, your host. This is Here we go, another episode, another week. Unplugged, the Mill Usman podcast, episode four. Now, this episode is born out of the last episode we had, Sex in the North. So, this is Sex in the North part two. I didn't think I would do it this soon. But I got a lot of flack from the last one I did. So I'm, I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's get a couple of things straight. Yeah. Let's get some things, you know, just let's straighten out some things. Now, first things first is people actually spoke to me about how uh, the episode did not do a fair or a balanced analysis of uh, the responsibility to be borne by both males and females regarding the hypocritical nature of sex in the North. I understand where they're coming from and it did I didn't mean for it to come out that way because in my head I was actually being fair and that goes to show where we are at as a society there's a long road there's actually a lot of work to be done for us to finally get there and not all the time put all of the blame on the laps of the women right right because at the end of the day right at the end of the day if men do not pursue this woman i know there are instances where women pursue men but if men do not give in to the pursuit or do not pursue the women some of these things would not happen most of these things would not happen all right so much like last week i'm going to start off with the hawking girls all right then well let's get it down to it now see the thing is i understand that the topic is sex in the north but when you're talking about hawking girls, last week we talked about girls who are 12, 13, 14 hawking. And yes, those are the girls I'm talking about. Now, when it comes to that particular instance, it is no longer just sex, right? It is abuse. Abuse of young women. Now, what people fail to realize is it's a podcast. It's just me talking about what I know for a fact. Now, the fact of the matter is, yes, there are statistics and the statistics are sad. And I wanted to spare you that bit of information because, yo, it is extremely sad. But I guess people want to know what is actually going on, you know, like what the stats are. So how about I hit you up with some stats then? Okay. There have been reports of girls being abused during travel, told from school. Now, these are not even the girls that are hawking. All right. Just little girls going to their schools. Okay. Uh, they've been... Uh, reports this particular incident in april 2016 in Kano municipal a girl was assaulted now a woman also reported that her two-year-old daughter has been sexually abused by a boy in a class in preschool also still in 2016 an eight-year-old girl was reported to have been raped by a 19-year-old shop owner uh, you know who lured her with sweets on her way to school in guale in gezawa during the same time frame it was reported to police that six teachers had been sexually assaulting four girls after school hours. It gets worse. In Bichi, three girls were reported to have been sexually abused by their 55-year-old school teacher also in 2016. Now, the prevalence of sexual abuse of young girls and in some cases boys in and around a setting intended as a place of safety and learning for children can act as a deterrent for parents to send girls to school. This is possibly one of the reasons why we have less than average or less than willing parents to send their kids to school 
female kids to school. This is what is hampering girl child education in the North. A small part of it, but a very significant part of it. Okay? Now, that's not all of it. It is also common for girls to be forced to leave school and work and support their families. Now, this I'm talking in particular to the Hutton girls. Yeah. Now, in the Amadubello University and DFID report, it describes the trend of mothers encouraging girls to hoard goods to support the family and go towards the girls' Kayanaki. Yeah. I believe everybody knows what Kayanaki is, right? Okay, cool. Now, there was this case that was reported to religious police authority Hespa in 2015 in Fage, where a 14-year-old girl was forced by her mother to hawk on the streets instead of going to school. Now, what Hisba did here, quite commendable, was they took the case to the Sharia court, highlighting the importance, uh, the important role the religious authorities can play in advocating for vulnerable community members. Now, last week in that episode, I mentioned where there have been instances and there have been reports and there have been, you know, um, women that have alleged that Hisba staff have actually assaulted them and or molested them as well whilst taking them uh, to get locked up or to be interrogated. Now, I also like to point out that last week I did not mention some of the good or most of the good that Hisba does and I'm going to make sure I highlight that today. So we have a balance. <laughs> All right. Okay, cool. Now, now, unaccompanied young girls and women selling goods on the street can experience significant safety risks with a number of reported violence against women and girls incidents detailing sexual assaults and harassment. In an incident reported in 2014 in Komboto, this is my local government where I reside, a 62-year-old man who was HIV positive raped a 12-year-old girl while she was hawking on the street, infecting her with the virus. In an incident reported to Hisbo in 2015, an 11-year-old girl was raped by a 55-year-old man when she was hawking at the construction site in Nasarawa local government area. In another case reported to Hisba, a 13-year-old girl was raped by a 40-year-old man while she was hawking in Dala. It was also reported that the perpetrator confessed to abusing a number of other children, including boys. In 2016 in Tarani, it was reported that a 60-year-old man attempted to rape an 8-year-old girl hawking ground nuts after giving her money. Now, the girl was able to escape after alerting passers-by. Now, based on all of these cases, based on this little bit of statistics, now, they are very common, very recent statistics, but they are very hard to find because a lot of people do not like to talk about it. But based on these cases that I have mentioned, the need for education of children about physical boundaries and calling for help should be an important part of increasing street safety, especially for unaccompanied minors. Now, it goes to show that this silence culture can no longer be tolerated. It can no longer be a thing to continue to teach these young children how to be silent, how to be quiet. Now, this is what, this is what, I'm no psychologist, but this contributes a fair amount to how these girls grow up and see the world and see men. Yes, it does. There have been cases, there have been interviews with psychologists. This informs their, their this informs their bias of how men can be monsters and for some they're able to leave past it to to move on and for others it is very very difficult because you see your dad you see your brother you see your cousin they're all men you see your uncles and they keep playing this thing down and in most cases these men 
blame it on the survivor it's sad and it's crazy but this is what happens the survivors are blamed for being assaulted and in some cases like i mentioned last week the mothers covertly encourage it yeah because when this happens just like one of the cases i mentioned here where the the man after raping the the, the girl gave her money that's what some of the parents are after that the girl goes out has intercourse with these people gets raped by these people i beg your pardon and then she brings them back home money because how else do you explain a girl going out with goods worth 1000 naira and coming back home with 5000 naira how do you explain it and in some cases she doesn't even sell everything but then she comes home with three times worth of what she went out with how does that work there's a lot of education that has to go into this there's a lot of educating the girl child there's a lot of educating parents because i mean our clerics are doing they're doing a lot they keep preaching a lot and for the most part anything any any chance i get to speak to clerics and issues like this come up i actually do point it out that you know what i don't feel like you guys are preaching about some of these crazy things that are happening enough you know imagine the amount of men that attend juma prayers and then your sermon your juma sermon is about how not to continue this kind of attitude and how where you end up when you continue this kind of attitude how terrible these attitudes are towards our women imagine it but all of the time when it comes to domestic issues in sermons um this is a calling out by the way it is mostly the responsibilities of a woman towards her husband almost all of the time be a good wife do this do that be a good daughter to your father do this do that be a good you know how about be a good husband to your wife be a good father do not be a deadbeat dad the responsibility of raising these children is not left to god alone yes god gave you those children yes but listen it is also your responsibility to make sure that you are able to cater for these children to able to take care of these children why is that not harped on a lot more i think it should i think it should now in addition to all of this year hisbers often played an important role in intervening and following up on cases of the abuse of children outside of the home now in many cases in many cases reported survivors of their families appeared to request an intervention or support from hisba before reporting cases to the civil police if they did at all now one of the problems with reporting cases to civil police is that the parents by the police are advised to not take it any further do you want to shame can i so you know do you want to shame your family name do you want to tarnish your family name do you really want us to go out with this and then there have been cases where police officers you know at the station collect monies from the perpetrators of this act the rapists yes they get money from them and then they force the survivor's family if they indeed want to take the case up they force them to collect this money and the crazy bit here's the crazy bit let's 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 let me give you an example say the perpetrator the rapist uh his folks his family bring in fifty thousand there to settle to settle the survivor's family and let's say that the survivor family are willing to accept the settlement some of these police officers take up to twenty thousand naira out of the money and give them thirty thousand naira and get the craziest bit out of this that money after being collected is not even put forward into rehabilitating that young woman 
It is not. In, in some wild cases, the fathers, after collecting these monies for settlement, they go ahead and marry another wife and give back to more children that they cannot take care of. And we're quiet. We're quiet. That's how crazy sex in the North is. I talked about sexual aphrodisiacs last week. And yes, it is a big thing. Aside from how prevalent it is right now on social media, you need to come on the streets to know how crazy people are selling this. Just take take a walk, right? Take a walk to your to the closest Tasha, to the closest market, to the closest place where you can find regular people, poor people, or whoever, just regular people. Walk to where you can find regular people. Just just have a walk. You don't need to you don't need to buy anything. You don't need to go see someone. Just have a walk. 10 minutes. A 10 minutes walk in any market in the north. 10 minutes. Or any Tesha. 10 minutes. If you do not hear up to two different people selling sexual aphrodisiacs or see up to two different people selling that in 10 minutes time, then yes, come for my head by all means. Or even go to a mechanic workshop. <laughs> yeah. And who, who are the people buying all of these things? It's the men. It's on social media where we're seeing women getting involved in buying Kai Mata and all of that stuff. Yes, and women have a fair share of the blame as well. Grown women. I'm not talking about little girls now. Because there is no justification for raping a little girl. What, what does she have on that is so enticing? What, what do you see in a 14 12, 13, 15 year old, 16 year old girl that attracts you so much as an adult that you want to get involved with her for. What? What? Now, this is the sad bit about the Hawking girls that I spoke about last week. I was just trying to make light of it while, you know, pointing out that there are really crazy things happening out there. The statistics are there for everybody to find out about. You can go further to search, even just the newspaper just do a newspaper search for this year alone and you'll see the wild cases in 2018 2019 whilst i was on radio there was no week there was no week that we took the newspaper headlines on cool fm canal myself and sophie there was no week that we didn't get up to two three cases of girls raped two-year-olds getting raped two or three times that's at least I think there was one crazy week where we had that news every single day, Monday to Friday. We read it in our local dailies headlines. Children being raped anyhow. Is it in Jigawa? Is it in Kano here? Lots of cases. And yes, take a trip down to the Hezbo board and hear some wild cases. Now, I feel like I feel like if I can get the resources, there's a plan for a sort of like investigative journalism when it comes to you know, how some of these people carry out some of their operations and stuff like that. But yeah, I know I've just said it now and <laughs> it's my time for it in the future, but no, we, 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 there is a way around everything. It's just resources. But that's by the way, I digress. Now, I also talked about cousins, nephews and nieces, and that is self-explanatory. If you want facts, look in words, look into your family if you don't if it's not your family look into your friend's family you know these things are happening and everybody knows it what else did i talk about i talked about pimps i mean come on if you want to argue about pimps facilitating everything they're facilitating hey you know what <sighs> all right now here's the bit i think i went off key 
last week when i was talking about the k follower girls now the whole point about mentioning that is the fact that married men are so disgusting most most married men because i i thought it was like a, a few i thought it was a few but it has become so rampant and so normalized right yes like i mentioned that the wives do not even care that these men are doing these things they just want them not to marry a second wife continue doing what you're doing outside just just don't bring someone don't bring me a kiss here just do whatever you're doing outside but there are lots of issues attached with something like that one being what if he brings you a, a, an illness to the house you're the house being a faithful wife and then your horny rabbit of a man goes out there and gets you an illness and then he brings it into the house and then you get infected that's just one of the consequences of what this man is doing and it is it is actually appalling that <sighs> you know the crazy thing about the for lower girls right if the men do not patronize them they would run out of business yeah i saw a post i saw a post a couple of days ago now this is like uh, taking a global perspective to it i saw a post a couple of days ago about a girl who was pushing carts in the u.s she's pushing she's pushing carts right a year ago and then this year she's a sex worker and she has money and how did she facilitate being a, a sex worker she opened a, a, an only fans now only fans is where you could put up your material and then you get paid yes i do my research guys and um yeah she has a lot of money now and who are the people that watch this thing most of them are men most of them are men perverts they're the ones that pay the bills of all of these people so if, if some of these girls do not go out or do not see do not get patronized where where is it going to come from now i understand that women patronize women as well right but i'm talking about men right now the married men you need to fix up your lives guys you do you really do now the muslim men you have a chance to marry four wives if you have enough money to squander on women outside why don't you just get married to four women and hopefully you keep it in your pants you keep it in your pants and with just your four wives i mean you weren't able to do it the first one but who knows if you wouldn't be able to do it and maybe you're just going to marry you're just going to marry four women to make their lives miserable men need to fix up their lives everybody we need to all become decent human beings now as far as as far as the k follower girls right girls that go into sex working in the north northern girls now not the ones that come from out of the north and make it a business here but i'm talking about our girls here how can we help to make sure that we nip this issue in the bud it's out of the bud already but yes how do we make sure that we don't get more people involved in this it's by looking at the ones already involved what pushed some people into sex right now it's lack of sex education it's sort of like a taboo to even talk about or mention sex in the north and it is a problem it's not like the moms educate the kids the daughters no it's not like the dads do it they live it for strangers now when i say strangers in this context i mean they're teachers because at the end of the day they're strange people to them their teachers are not going to talk to them the way you should talk to them 
about issues like this. The Malams in Islamia are only going to talk to them about heaven and hellfire. And what, you know, they're not going to talk to them about it the way you should. So I feel like parents need to educate their children. And yes, schools also need to do something about it. It's not just teach them biology, reproductive system and leave it at that. No, sex education needs to be a topic taught at school. Let these children know the consequences of their actions early on, early on. Because most people that get into or get involved in this, you know, out of free will with their mates in school, they do it without fully understanding what they're doing. And if you if that happens, that is when we get issues like these STDs, you know, then we get unwanted pregnancies, unscheduled pregnancies, and then we get forced marriages. Because for the most part, as much as this thing likes, as much as we like to hide it here, we all know we're all northerners right we all know even though everybody else is listening to this but yeah we all know that here in the north people get married to people whilst they're pregnant we like to think that it is an outside of the north thing but no it is done here and the crazy thing is islam does not allow it i don't know about christianity as far as that particular topic but islam does not allow that but because everybody wants to hide the shame and keep face and save face they go ahead and force the marriage and it's possible that the both of them are not compatible it was just one crazy night or two or three or four or five crazy nights of ignorant sex and this has happened and now they're being forced to get married and what happens after the marriage for the most part it breaks off and when it does break off now you're sitting at home your parents are insulting you left right and center your family as you know cast you as the black sheep what do you do as a girl for the most part these girls decide you know what oh they have already labeled me at iska what do i do i keep doing it i keep doing it and making money out of it there are men out there there are perverts out there who are willing to give me money give me whatever i want for my body so why not if not and that's how it goes guys that's the way it goes and just like that You've bred a man who thinks, you know what, I could just get married, I could just sleep with any girl, she gets pregnant, or just marry her, and then let the family take care of it. And leave out the house to feel miserable, to take care of herself, or whatever, and just go ahead and continue doing my thing. That's what you've done. You've now enabled a pervert. And it goes on, and on, and on. And I think enough is not being done to protect the girl child up here. How? Because the deen islam is so perfect that it protects them in the best way but what are we doing as muslims to protect them are we doing enough are we doing enough we're marrying off our kids our little girls our princesses our queens we're marrying them off to men we know that they are useless drug addicts and then you send her in ayemish already he's going to change when he gets married ah you see a girl who's stubborn in the house and the option is marriage is not a rehabilitation center it is not why do we have that misconception like when a child is stubborn just marry them off why don't we like why don't we take responsibility up now we don't we don't like to take responsibility here why why is that when a child is being difficult you just ship them off to marriage why why is that and then you expect things to magically happen in the marriage no of course not 
you have a woman who is not happy or girl who is not happy with whoever she's getting married to because maybe she has someone she's interested in outside you have a man who is getting married to a girl he's not interested in maybe he has multiple girlfriends outside and what do you think is going to come out of that marriage if the family ties are so tight the family friendship is so tight and then the kids are forced to remain in that marriage the child gets to start beating the, the boy gets to start beating her assaulting her or maybe in some rare cases the woman assaults the man or they keep cheating on each other and then they raise children that are not the 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 the, the oh man when are we going to stop some of the things that we're doing because at the end of the day if we do not take responsibility things are not going to get better and one of the ways to protect these girls i feel like is to educate the parents educate all of us need to be educated both islamically and you know with enough western education as well significant western education significant islamic education is needed we also need to of course if we have this kind of education islamic education we'll know that forced marriages is is, is not is not endorsed by the religion islam does not encourage forced marriages and hopefully after learning the religion we would know that as a matter of fact and we would take it away and this this is not so hard pay attention to your kids pay attention to their mannerisms pay attention to when they're happy pay attention to when they're upset pay attention to when they talk a lot pay attention to when they do not talk a lot pay attention to your kids pay attention they are an amana to you you're supposed to look after them we need to take responsibility for our families we need to in fact we need to all just be decent human beings because at the end of the day the core of most religions is to be decent human beings how is that so difficult how is that so difficult <sighs> man i hope in my little way i've been able to you know get through to some of us hopefully and I really do hope that next time I'm talking about this, I'm talking to an expert, either a psychologist, so we can learn how to move forward. Uh, a child rights activist, a gender activist, if you're one and you're listening to this, you know what? Hit me up. We could do like a mini series and talk about how we can educate people to be better and approach handling our girls, our kids better. And yes, if you're a cleric, listening to this and if you like you want to take this platform to educate men on their responsibility and how they can go about some of certain things that they're doing why not reach out to me the platforms are there you'll be hearing them in a couple short minutes no in a couple seconds <laughs> so yes reach out to me I, I like i like to end i like to end my episodes in in a happy mood because i got upset whilst researching and shooting this and right now i just i just want to make myself laugh i don't like to be upset uh, regardless of how bleak the situation may seem i mean 2020 has been horrible to all of us and this is my this is my last episode of 2020 so yes i want to also take this opportunity to say thank you thank you for all of the love thank you for all of the lessons thank you thank you thank you and I do hope that you introduce the podcast to as many new people as you can. Because you know what? On this particular platform, everything that has to do with the North, and we try as much as possible to bring in national issues, 
global issues as well basically we, we're going to be talking about everything and and up to this episode you've had only me speak and hopefully next time we'll have a guest in the studio and we're going to talk about some other stuff all right cool to make sure you keep it here till next time or better still till next year have a fantastic end of the year and have a blessed rest of the day to ensure you don't miss out on the next episode follow at more waves concepts on facebook at mosman underscore on twitter and on instagram so you don't miss out on anything